It's so good. And I just want to thank all of you for, for partnering, uh, for being a vision builder. A vision builder is when we, we partner, and we, uh, we financially give as well. And, uh, you know, and we're seeing results like this from it, which is so amazing that we can do something so great together and so big. And I love it. You know, we're, we're doing something all over the world, but I love it that, that we're doing so much locally as well here in Sydney uh, because there's so much need here, which is, is so good that we can, we can give to something bigger than us and see some amazing results. Well, I'm so excited. I'm loving these chairs. They look, they look so comfy. I'm going to have a seat. They look so comfy. Everyone else is sitting down. Um, but, you know, we're, we've been in a series, uh, new, oh, sorry, Sarah, Sarah's not sitting down. You can have a seat if you want. We're in a new series, uh, uh, Walk With Me. It's been so good learning about walking with Jesus and praying, and it's just been really cool. And uh, we thought um, this morning we'd just change it up. We like to change it up. And uh, just we're going to actually have a panel. I'm not going to be on it. I'm just enjoying this seat while I introduce it. But we're going to have a panel of some mighty men and women. And uh, we're going to have a few questions and then have a bit of a discussion. So why don't we actually be upstanding? And uh, I'd like to introduce my first, my, my uh, beautiful wife, Jody, uh, is going to be leading us. And also Pastor Amanda. Uh, would you welcome Pastor Amanda? And then also Phil... And Sonia, why don't you come up? Why don't you give these guys a big hand? And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing. These guys are full of wisdom, and I love it when we're here. And I will be with you right now, Frankie. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, church. Take a seat. It's so good to see you all here. Welcome to all our guests this morning. We just want you to relax and enjoy the morning. Um, so, look at these amazing people up here with me. Welcome. Um, so, as you heard, Pastor Amanda and her husband, Power, are executive pastors. They look after all of our 11 locations and they are a wonderful support to Tim and I. We just love and appreciate you guys. Um, Mr. Phil Jagger here, he was actually the founding pastor right here at C3 Penrith and he's still here. That's got to be a good sign, right? Um, and he is honestly the biggest support to Tim and I. We just love him and Lynn and we um, love his heart for, for God and the things of God and the people of God. So we're excited to hear what flows from you today. And this beautiful woman, Sonia, you've probably seen her, you know, sort of sneaking around the place. Not that she's sneaky, but um, actually you are a little bit sneaky. I reckon you are. She plants, she plants Kenneth Copeland magazines in her daughter's house with articles that she thinks she should read. <laughs> um, but Sonia comes to my Connect group on Thursday mornings. It's a prayer connect group. And this woman, oh my goodness, church, you should hear her pray. She loves the word. It just flows out of her. And I just thought, man, if we're talking about the prayer, about prayer and the word, I want to hear some of the wisdom from her. So it's going to be good. Now, I thought we would just dive straight into it. Can I just say, um, we, so we've just had two weeks where we've talked all about the word. We had Pastor Katie Haldane preach to us and it was incredible. And then we talked all about prayer. If you've missed any of those messages, you can go onto C3 Penrith podcast. So you can go to iTunes and search that and you can listen to those messages. And I encourage you to do that because it will just help inspire you to get into the word again, to pray again. And hopefully this morning we'll do the same thing. Um, you know, truly, I think sometimes we, we start to think um, about prayer and the Word as um, like you do have to be disciplined, I think, to keep up. It's the same with exercise, right? To keep exercising, it takes discipline. To keep reading the Word, to keep 
in prayer. It does take discipline. But then I think what happens is we start to get a bit down on ourselves and annoyed at ourselves and the enemy starts coming and, you know, telling you like, you, you know, your prayer life sucks or whatever it might be. Um, and, and so then it becomes almost like a chore to us. But truly praying and reading the word is all about creating intimacy with God. It's about getting to know him better. And so I thought we'd just dive straight into the deep stuff because the truth is that intimacy requires both time and vulnerability. Time and vulnerability. So I want to ask you people today, what, why do you think that we so easily abandon our time and our vulnerability with God, which results in a lack of intimacy. Amanda, go for it. <laughs> Mike, here we go. I, I like those. I mean, those two are, are quite different, time and vulnerability. Um, let me start with vulnerability. I, because I think our connection with Jesus is very much an intimate thing. And if we, um, it requires us to be vulnerable. It requires us to be honest. It requires us to not put on any pretenses or... I like, I've got it all together. It's just um, coming before the God who knows us um, and he knows all of us, that we don't have to hide where we're at. If we're sad, if we're mad, if we're tired, if we're this or whatever, that we, we don't have to pretend. <laughs> and so just being vulnerable before God, I think, is actually just being honest before God and, and coming with honesty. And um, he just loves it when we come. It's like... Yeah. If you've got a relationship with someone, you you need to um, you build that with time. You know, I went on a date with my husband on Friday night, and we'd been a, away for two weeks together, just the two weeks before, and it was almost like, oh, we're having another date. But it was like, no, that's how it should be, <laughs> and it's a little bit like that to me with God and spending time with Him, uh, not not too long between catch-ups, in a way. So having regular time. And I don't believe in setting formulas or you must. I just think it's uh, a commitment, a heart commitment to do it. Yeah. Um, I love that I shared the verse last week, actually, Matthew 6, 6, in the message version. It says, um, come before God as simply and honestly as you can so you won't be tempted to role play before him. And I think, like, you know, we think we have to put this fake thing on for God, like, you know, oh, God, I've got it all together, I'm okay. And he's like, yeah, right, I know you. <laughs> he's like, I'm here for you. Like, so, yeah, just I love that thought of don't role play before God, but just come honestly. What are your thoughts, Sonia? Being vulnerable, I, being vulnerable um, in front of people, we kind of think God's like people that we associate with. So we, we pretend in front of people that everything's fine and then we can do that with God. We think God is just like our mate. But when we actually get into his word and open up and be honest with ourselves, then we can be honest with him. If we open up our heart and say, Lord, I haven't got it together, I'm pretending... Um, and the easiest prayer I have found was, help me, Lord. And, that, and I, have, I have prayed that for myself on many occasions. Help me. Help me not to, to pretend. Help me to be honest. Help me to, to show my vulnerability. Help me to know who to trust, who I can go to. And I've learned that 
He's the only one that I can truly trust. Even though our husbands love us, our wives love us, he's the only one that won't hurt me. My husband can say something nice one day. Next day, he can be in a bad mood and he can snap at me. He would trust do that, me. surely. Yes, he does. <laughs> and I, and I, I have had to learn to forgive him. And, but I know Jesus has never been short with me. He has never turned me away. He has never said, stop, I don't want to hear this. I've heard this a hundred times. I can open up. I can talk to him. I can cry to him. I can just pour out my my heart to him, which I do, like I am now. Look at her. She's just the best. <laughs> she said to me, she goes, she's like, when I talk about Jesus and the word, I just cry. So I'll probably cry. I'm like, that's good. I love that, right? Love that. Phil, I mean, you might want to add a little bit to that. But I thought as well, just if we start talking about like reading the word and time in his word, what's the difference, do you think, between just reading the word until something jumps out at us um, or alternatively, like choosing a passage and spending some time really looking into it and meditating on it. And like, what do you, I mean, share with us maybe what you do, what you've done through the years, some tips. Um, yeah, which of these is better or should we do both? Definitely we should do both. Great. In my opinion. Um, <laughs> I find that it's very, very hard for me to read the word and not something to jump out at me. Um, and I guess I've just postured myself such that, um, you know what, I, I can sometimes listen to a preacher preach and I think, just stop, because you just said something powerful and sometimes, not, not, not preachers amongst our pre- um, company, but sometimes they say something that's so important and they don't stop and, and don't realise how important it is. But for me, my spirit just seems to glean little gems in the, in the box and I think it's partly because I've had to try and prepare stuff to preach in the past so I'm always looking for those gems in the word of God but I find too that um, you've, you've got to read the word of God you've got to read the Bible as, as, as sort of like a book as well um, you've, got to, you've got to know the stories you've got to know the context you've got to know how it relates to the people of God how it relates to the chosen ones um, and how it relates to you personally and so I find that I actually read the Bible different ways um, I actually enjoy, too, listening to the Bible. I, when I drive to work, I listen to the Bible and I get someone else to do the, and what, you know, the talking and I'm listening. And I find that for me, going through the Bible, I've gone through the Bible many times like that. I've never read the Bible through cover to cover. I'll say that today. I've never done that. Um, <laughs> I've probably tried to when I've fallen asleep halfway there. But, <laughs> but you know, if I listen to someone, I, I'm stuck to that you know, process, going to work, listening, and I've... I understand the, you know, I know a lot of the, the stories of the Bible. My problem is, as I get older, it's like I say something like, you know, when Moses took the, the animals into the ark, and I thought, oh, hang on, it wasn't Moses. It was <laughs> so, so, so it's like fractured fairy tales now sometimes. <laughs> Amanda, what about you? Like some tips for, because Amanda also lectures in our Bible college. So, what I are do. some tips? Bible college is great if you if yes. you don't know um, kind of the big picture of how the Bible's broken up. I highly recommend um, go and learn because it, it feeds it, it excites you. Um, so just a, on a practical level, I, I just start with one of the books of the Bible and I often just pray if I finish one book, I say, Holy Spirit, what's a good book? What's next? What's next in my diet? 
And um, sometimes I'll, I'll spend a, a bit of a season in the New Testament, then I'll go to the Old Testament. So I, I, I've actually just spent a season in the Old Testament. I read Kings and I read Chronicles and uh, David and Solomon, and I was looking at both of them in, in um, Samuel and Kings and Chronicles and sort of looking at them. And, and then I, I felt that season was finished only about four days ago and I went okay Lord what's next and I uh, and I'm just about to pick up John the gospel of John and so a bit of a, a new testament and then I'll just read through that whole book and what I tend to find is if something sparks me then I'll study it um, so as I was reading Samuel I just found different little things would spark me and I'd google um, you know I can't even remember what sparked me but you know I, I would research more um, Saturday morning, uh, just gone by, I took myself out for coffee. I, I'm, I'm kind of blessed my kids are grown up now, so I've got Saturday morning to myself. I went out for coffee and I took my Bible with me and I did a Bible study on, um, I'm looking at just something that I felt stirred because I'd read Elijah and that God asked him a question. And I started to look at all the questions that God asked people. And so I was Googling that what are the questions God asked people? So that was a study and, I'm, and I've got a little journal that I write in and so that's exciting. I get really, I, I was sitting there with my coffee for about an hour and a half in the park at Cromer. There you go. <laughs> that's where I did my Bible study. Yeah, that's And I great. love that, diving in. So it sounds like um, you wouldn't have a reading plan. You, neither of you have a reading plan No, I'm not very good with s such things. Um, mm -hmm. If you're wired that way, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I have tried devotionals. I, I, I struggle with devotionals because they sort of, um, most of the ones, have, they do a different topic every day, whereas I like to get into a whole book of the Bible mm. and read it through and just pray, Lord, show me. Um, and I just read. Read depends how much time I've got in the morning. Yeah. I might read this much. I might read three chapters. Just... Yeah, I'm not a formula girl, mm. to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. and it it yeah. is about knowing how you're wired and yeah. what works for you, I think. Like it's, you, we can't, you know, I think for myself for years, I've sort of been like, this is the way it must be done. But I, yeah, you learn more and more that it is actually about how am I wired? How do I, how does it best fit? What yeah. season of life am I in? Like right now, the season of life is... I'm sitting there reading my um, NIV version and I love to have a few versions with me because I like the message and the passion as well. And um, so Frankie will see me reading my Bible and she'll come up and steal one of them off of me and start reading the Bible. And I'm like, you can't discipline and say, give me my Bible back. Stop reading my Bible. Mummy's reading right now. Like you're going to encourage it. <laughs> but I'm like, I wanted to read that version. <laughs> so that's my season right now, me and Frankie arguing over the Bible together. Um, but you know, what season season are you in like it's um yeah it's knowing how you're wired how it best works for you but more than anything just to be reading to be spending that time um what's what do we do a tip each um of what would you suggest for someone who's struggling to read the word or spend time with God in general I would start with a, a an easy book such as book of mark talks about Jesus is in little stories so that's easy um maybe you know, going back to when I first got saved, just a couple of questions you ask yourself. What's the Holy Spirit showing me? One thing. If you can just get one thing out of your reading each day, mm -hmm. that's probably my tip. Just ask for one thing. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, th I think also to um, ask the Holy Spirit to open it, open it up to you and maybe ask the Holy Spirit to help me to see something in what I'm reading 
that I can apply practically into my life. Um, I, I find that it's really, really good for, for example, Malachi, you know, where he says, test me in this. Well, if you read that, it's almost like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm going to test, I'm going to, you know, try this out. And, and you'll find that God will put little, uh, he'll, the circumstances of your life will be such that uh, the test is not only, yeah, that was, that worked, it will be, wow, I got a revelation out of doing that because that married up with what God said about him. But I also see that there's a, a wider truth in, in all of these things. So I actually feel like you can't just read the Bible without having life, um, you know, life experiences that, in, that are lining up with what the Word of God says. I, I think that's the way it should be. I don't think you can say, well, I'm going to base my understanding of the Bible upon my life's experience. But I think we should say, God, help my life's experience to confirm what the word of, the God, of God says. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come from a different angle. When you have small children, time is a thing that you're chasing all the time because you're putting time into your children, your family. And to find five minutes and uh, to put aside for you to spoil yourself, to do something for five minutes. With me, I found that when my children were small, I would get up, not every, this isn't for everybody, but I'm a morning person. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning and I would give God at least an hour and pray for my children. And that would encourage me to get into the scriptures because then I knew that from four to five, I had to be at work. I'd be back from work by 6.30 to get the children going for school or for whatever it was. It's hard when you have children to find time. But if you give yourself five minutes, even five minutes in the Bible, five minutes talking to God, that will encourage you. And I found it a challenge if I gave God five minutes, he would give me an hour of time for myself. So the more I gave to him, I discovered the more he would give for me. And I'll, I'll just give you an example. It was only a few years ago I got a, a job where I was cleaning a house for five hours. I hated the job. I loved the money, but I hated the job. So one morning I got up and I have places where I pray on the highway and on the road and in coffee shops and I, I stopped in this particular place where I really love to pray and I said, Lord, give me joy in this job. Let me do this job that I will have pleasure in it. I will feel proud of myself that I've done a good job and I love doing the job. And I prayed and I, I prayed scriptures over myself. I had half an hour and I got to the job and I did the five hours and I had such pleasure wow. because I put time into God. And he gave me time back for me. But he also, I just felt that he was saying, good job, Sonia. And yeah. I love that job now Aww. to the point where... My husband comes and helps me and it's only two and a half hours. <laughs> so by giving to God and knowing yeah. 
he gives back to us. So true. Five minutes. Mm. Five minutes. Yeah, beautiful. Love that. It's good. Really good. And I think the thing is to not not feel down on yourself if you miss a day, but, you know, to try again. And you know there's that, there's a story in one of the Gospels, I don't even know the reference, but there's a man who comes and he, he asks Jesus to heal uh, I think it's his son, and, and he says, Jesus, help my unbelief. And I love that story, right? Because it's like he was honest, he was real before Jesus. He's like, Jesus, can you please heal him? Help my unbelief, because I'm, I'm not even sure if you can heal him right now, but help my unbelief. And, and I feel like God wants us to do the same with him, to come and say, God, help me read your word. God, help me desire to pray and to spend time with you. And and I truly believe that when we pray like that, he loves it. He goes, absolutely. And, I, and pray, ask him to give you a desire. Lord, increase my desire to be with you, to spend time with you, to, you know, I mean, even to be honest, guys, just putting worship music on in your car or at home, it brings in the presence of God. Last night, um, we just had some worship music going and, and Tim had popped out for something. And, and just like we... I mean, we've been playing cards with some people and having fun mucking around and stuff. But literally just, I just, as the house emptied and I just heard that worship music, something came alive in my spirit and I was like, oh, I just want to read your word. I just want to spend a bit of time. I was just going to go to bed. But I was like, nah, God, I just actually want to be with you for a little bit and just, you know, read a little bit of his word and just prayed for a bit and, and just felt his presence. And I want to encourage you, get worship music, get his presence into your car turn off the radio, it's junk. <laughs> um, but, you know, get his presence in, get his word into your life. Sonia, um, I can't remember exactly what you told me, but you were telling me that you went through, was it a hard time and all you knew how to do was just to learn the word, like you literally just learned the word. Can you tell us a bit yeah, about that? Um, a couple of years ago, um, there, was a, there was a lot of um, publicity going on about Alzheimer's and dementia and that. And I was sort of sitting there and talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm coming on to 70. I don't want any of that. How can I control the chemicals in my brain? And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, start memorising the scriptures. So, and, and I started doing that. And I've, I've sort of memorised scriptures. And, and I just feel I'm a word person. I love speaking God's word and whenever I begin to pray I always say Hebrews 4 um, 11 and 12 or 12 and 13 for the word of God is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit between the joint and the marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. I most probably mixed it up a bit there, but because um, I'm a bit nervous. But um, I found that God had me meditating on that scripture for two years, and I still meditate on it. I still say it because I believe God's word is alive and it is powerful. And if it is alive... And anything that is alive breathes oxygen. So as I'm breathing in oxygen and saying his word, his word is giving oxygen to my spirit. So my spirit man is becoming stronger than my flesh. 
And my wow. flesh <laughs> wants to control me, but my spirit man knows that he's, he's stronger than my, my flesh. And for my flesh to be stronger than my... For my spirit to be stronger than my flesh... I've got to keep putting the word of God in. So I started memorising scripture. And when I talk to people about Jesus, I will use scripture that I have learned. And I know that it's God's word getting into that person, not my opinion. Because they won't yeah. take <laughs> any notice of my opinion because even God's not interested in my opinion. He wants <laughs> my opinion to line up with his will. Amen. Can we just thank for that? Hello. Amazing. So good. Phil, um, for you, I mean, we're talking here about like meditating on the word, memorising the word and then praying it out. Like, let's talk a little bit about prayer. Um, for you personally or, you know, in your experience, um, what have you found like the benefit of just sitting still, meditating, being in his presence um, versus like, you know, declaring the word and praying the word, um, you know, getting a bit excited in your prayer and <laughs> like obviously I think we should still be doing both but talk us through a little bit about the practical side of that, um, the benefits. Um, yes, I, I agree we should be doing both but I, I think to, um, again, I, I just concur with my fellow panel uh, friends here that um, f for me, my experience is that trying to um, force and to r make things rigid just doesn't work with me. Um, and I, if we're talking about time, I don't make time for God. Hear me? Hear me? I make space for him. Um, wow, and I find that because time's our dimension, not his. Mm. Um, and I find that there's things that I do and places that I am when I'm doing those things that are easy for me to connect with God. Mm. So... If you have a cup of coffee at some time during the day, I have a cup of coffee and I go out to my barbecue area where I've got plants and things in my gardens. And if I try not to look at what needs to be done <laughs> and I just sit there and relax, I can meditate on the Word of God. I can ask God to speak to me. I can just... Um, you know, meditation is mulling. It's actually like... They say it's like a cow chewing its cud. It's got food, but it's chewing it over again. It's regurgitating and, and going over it again. And I find that there's, there's aspects of the Word of God that you just need to... Like for me, um, our Father, <laughs> who art in heaven, oh, that's enough. I, just the fact that God is my Father, yeah. for me, is a revelation in that I had to discover who a good Father was because I didn't have a, a good Father. Um, and my journey has been discovering God and through revelations that come from the Word of God. You know, when, when Jesus said to Peter, you didn't get this from your own thinking, you got this from the Spirit of God. Um, he got a revelation. And what better place to get revelation than from the Word of God? And then Jesus said, I'm going to call you Peter, and upon this rock I'm going to build my church. I actually believe that that's the rock of revelation that God builds his church on. And Revelation, for me, one of the greatest sources of Revelation is, A, 
the house of God. I mean, I, I just come here and I, just, I get revelation. Even when people preach, I get revelation. But the Word of God is, is revelation. And I get mostly revelation just through mulling things over, chewing it over and thinking, wow, wow, I can see something. You get see a little thing. And sometimes it's like a shooting star. It's like, oh, what was that? It's gone. It's like, you know what, like I need to, I, I'm going to have to try and grab a hold of that because it's just passing through my spirit and I'm not quite got it. Yeah. But there's other times when you've got to um, spend time speaking the word of God out and, I, and it's like Jesus, Jesus spoke to the devil and he, he there's different, t- with, you're moving into prayer a little bit now and there's different types of prayer and I don't, I don't think, well, you should go home and do this, you should not pray. It's like um, Paul said, pray that you get the best gift. You know what's what's the best gift in in the, you know in, in the context of gifts in the church? Well, the best gift is the one that you need at the time. <laughs> so the best prayer is the one that you need at the time, at the moment. Yeah. And and recently, Lynn and I, in the last number of years, we have learned how to fight. I mean, we've not just fighting each other. <laughs> we've learned how to fight in the spirit. And I tell you what, uh, we don't. Fight in the spirit all the time, but when we need to, we go there and we know exactly what to do because our life circumstances has brought that out of us. So make space for God, make and make those things connect. Like if you if you have a glass of wine or something at a time in a time of day, you know, and Jesus made space for Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening, and He walked with them. So you can make space that has context. And I'm not against having a you know, a cup of coffee or something that just relaxes you and puts you in a place where you can actually start to receive and connect with God. You know, Susanna, <laughs> Susanna um, Wesley used to throw her apron over her head and that was her space. She had 10 kids in the house and, and the kids knew that when she had her apron over her head, she was praying or reading the Word of God. I'm going to get an apron. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So good. That's such good yeah. wisdom there. So thank you, Phil. Amanda, can you speak into, we're about to, um, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, out of All In Team Night, about to have three days of prayer and fasting. Um, and, you know, I think, I, I remember when I was younger, fasting, like, you know, and, and you'd be fasting something, and I literally would spend the whole time like, oh, I'm so hungry, or so this, or whatever, and totally forgot the prayer bit. But can you speak into that for us, Amanda, like, the power of prayer and fasting, and some keys. Yeah, I, I think that's um, absolutely crucial. I've heard some people talk about fasting and it's a time to go on a diet for three days. Well, it's not about that. <laughs> um, it's always you, the, the aim of a fast is to pray more and to connect more um, and to, you know, have that free time. I know as a mum it's a bit more tricky. You've still got to prepare meals. But um, so the aim of fasting, I think there's a few aims. The first one, it's about you drawing closer to God uh, for a season and what God is going to do in that. I think it's always good to go into a fast also, not just with wanting to build your relationship with God, but go into it specifically, uh, something that you're praying specifically for. I, I like, in Isaiah, it talks about um, you call a fast to break strongholds and and to um, uh, to produce something. So I, I tend to go into a corporate fast, like we're having church. We are corporately fasting to see um, more people coming into our church for the first time and more salvation. So that's our number one reason for a corporate fast. But I also think it's good to have a, a, a personal fasting, something that you, you're going to pray for really strongly during that time. 
And so I think it's um, fasting is a time to really focus your prayers on something. And I think that the reason why you don't have your f- the food is just it, it actually awakens your spirit. So food feeds the flesh, whereas prayer and fasting um, wakes up the spirit. And so there will be a tussle, (laughs) uh, but that's why we do it. We're waking up our spirit to focus our our focus, our heart and our prayers on something specific with the ultimate aim to hear from God and to touch God and to walk with him. Yeah, beautiful. Um, And we do have some prayer and fasting booklets at the back. So if you want to know more, grab one of them. Or Also, we can put the QR code up um, at the end of the service and that if you scan it on your phone, it actually brings the digital version of that booklet. And it just really beautifully explains more about prayer and fasting, some of the keys. So really encourage you to have a read of that before you... um, join with us on this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And remember last year for me, I actually, I was feeling um, a bit like down in the area of healing. Like Tim and I, there's something we would have always really been really passionate about and I was feeling really challenged about it. And I actually just felt God say, um, I felt challenged to do a 40-day fast for um, just to pray into healing and to really start to believe again and and um, and to increase my faith. And, um, you know, so I just fasted a certain thing. So it doesn't have to be that you don't eat anything at all. Like you can fast a certain food that you love or, you know, a drink that you love or, you know, you can do a Daniel fast or there's all sorts of different ways. It's really, it's about letting go of something, sacrificing something and turning to God in prayer um, during that time. Well, Church, we are, I would love to sit and talk about with you guys. You're amazing for so long. Um, I, um, you know, we, we said this last week as well, but we have a corporate church prayer meeting every fortnight here on a Tuesday night, Tuesday night for at least, fortnightly. So it's not on this Tuesday because we're all in team night. Love you to join us. But the fortnight after that, and um, there's such power in corporate prayer. There's power in obviously our personal prayer time, but also in corporate. Um, Phil, why don't you just share quickly a thought about the corporate prayer because he comes, he's like regular as and love your prayer voice and hearing what comes out of you in that space. So share with us why. Yeah, um, by the way, I love what, if you didn't hear Jody preach last week, you should um, download it and, and, and listen to it on the podcast. It was really, really good because it talked about different types of prayer. Mm-hmm. And coming to the corporate prayer meeting, it, it actually calls for you to step into another place and another zone in prayer. Do you know, um, I believe with all my heart, and I know Amanda would agree with this, that when we come together in, in a corporate scenario, we have more authority over um, areas of, of realms and spiritual, you know, we, we don't fight flesh and blood. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes there are territorial spirits that we that together uh, we can address and we can challenge, and you don't even know you're doing it. Like You don't even know. But there's a place in corporate prayer where there's authority, there's prophecy, there's vision. And I, I tell you what, um, if, if, you don't, if you don't naturally have anything in your own world that requires you to step into prophetic prayer or, author- or authoritative prayer, you should come to the corporate prayer meeting because it actually helps you to step into something that's bigger than yourself, a vision that's bigger than, than what you're looking at and praying for. And, and I feel like corporately together, I mean, we're on the day of Pentecost, <laughs> they were all gathered together in one, core, one accord and in one place. And when they were in that place, in one spirit, the power of God fell. And I just feel like the power of God can fall and does fall when people come together in one accord and in one place and... and and, and Jesus and the scriptures also say 
when two or three gather together, there am, there am I in the midst of them. So yeah. God's here yeah. in this place, yeah. in this corporate prayer meeting. And I also get excited about the vision of our church as it's been, you know. And one thing I, I, I noted last time we were together um, in our prayer meeting, I just felt the Spirit of God say to me, um, the, the trumpet call that calls this church to battle is such a clear call, you know. If the trumpet doesn't sound clearly, people don't know what to go to, whether to go to war or what, what was that? Are we, are we supposed to muster? Are we supposed to come together? The trumpet call is clear in this house. And coming together behind that, that banner of, of our location pastors who are also in the, in the anointing of Pastor Phil Pringle and you know, his leadership, it just makes a lot of sense to get in under that, to come together with it and to see what together we can achieve through the power of God. Beautiful. Thank you, Phil. Can we thank our panelists as they grab their seats? Thank you, guys. You shared so beautifully. Um, I just want to wrap it up this morning. Um, This verse, I fell in love with this verse last year as I was doing a 40-day fast. It's from Psalm 5, verse 3. Excuse me. It's the Passion Translation. It says, at each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. And you know what, church? It is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of our time, of a TV show, of something else that we might want to do. It's a sacrifice. But you know what? He's worth it. God, I'm going to bring my sacrifice of prayer. My sacrifice of time, I'm going to bring it to you because he's so worth it. He gave it all for us. Jesus, the reason he came, the reason that he gave his all, the reason that Jesus humbled himself, King of heaven, humbled himself and came to earth and he died the most brutal death but then rose again victorious and it was all so that we could be in relationship with him. It was the Father's plan from the beginning that I just want relationship with them. What does it look like? Time, vulnerability, reading His Word. There is life. There is oxygen, as Sonia said, oxygen for your life, for your soul. Praying to Him, bringing your requests to Him, bringing your fears to Him, bringing your struggles to Him, bringing your praises to Him. And I love it says, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar. God, here they are. Broken pieces, many of them. Let's be honest. We all bring the broken pieces of our life. God, I'm sorry I stuffed up again. God, help. (laughs) And I wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. And let me tell you, like Sonia said, when you when you give to God, when you give him that time, when you give him that moment, the return is just incredible. The return is incredible. The return on investment is huge. It's an investment. God, I'm reading your word. God, I'm spending time in prayer. I'm investing into my relationship with you. But the return on investment, what you will receive back from him will far outweigh any time you sacrifice, any TV show you sacrifice, anything, it will far outweigh it. And just finally, here I am with all my versions. I just thought I want to read this to you 
from the message version, Philippians 4. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Who's a worrier? All of us, if we're honest. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. That's like my constant challenge. God, help my worries to be shaped into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Let Him know your concerns. And before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And church, that is why we've done this season, this series, Walk With Me. It's not a three-week series, it's a lifestyle. And the heart, the cry of our hearts is that you will catch something out of this that says, you know what, God, I want more time in your word. God, I want more time just with you, more time spending with him. It is so worth it. Why don't we stand this morning? And as you do, I just love everyone just to take a moment and close your eyes just to give some privacy. We do. We've got our team at the back just standing there ready to give a Bible to anyone this morning who might say, you know what, Jody, I'd love to read the Word, but I don't even have a Bible. Or I don't even, I've never actually even been introduced to God. You talk about having a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God, but I've never actually given my heart to Him. I've never said, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. I want to go on that journey with you. And maybe you're here today and maybe you've walked into this place for the first time or maybe you've sat here many times and you can't honestly say that you've given your life to Jesus. Or perhaps you're sitting here today and in the past you made a decision for God. In the past you were in relationship with Him, but you have wandered away. Your heart has drifted away. And today you're saying, Jody, I just want to give my heart back to Him. Today I want to make a fresh commitment to say, Jesus, I'm giving my heart to you again. I'm giving my life control over to you again. We so easily take back the control of our lives. But today you say, I need to give it back to Him. Or maybe today you're here and if something were to happen, you're just not sure if you would go to heaven or not. But you just want to make sure today, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of eternal life with Jesus in heaven. And if that's you today, one of those three, I would just love you to lift your hand just as a sign to say, yes, that is me today. Today, I need to ask Jesus into my life for the very first time. Today, I need to give my heart back to Him because I've drifted, I've wandered away. Today, I'm not sure of my salvation. I'm not sure if I would go to heaven or not. And I just want to give my life back to Him. I want to be sure of that today. Just lift your hand today if that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Who is there in this place? Who is there in this place that says today, I need Jesus. I want Jesus back in my life. I want to give my life over to Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence here. Lord, I thank you for every heart. You know our hearts. Lord, you know us better than we know ourselves. And right now, Lord, we ask you to examine our hearts. Father, right now, Lord, we just make a commitment to give our hearts over to you again. We are yours. We choose you.
we choose time with you. We choose to lay the pieces of our life and our heart, the vulnerability, the struggles, the brokenness, the joys, the celebrations, the the wonderful things. We choose to lay it all before you again, God, day in and day out, to let our prayers be constantly recurring throughout the day, just chatting with you throughout our days. Father, again, we just commit today to intimacy with you, to intimacy with you. And I thank you, Lord, that as we are intimate with you and as we grow in our love for you, that the fruit of that will be love for others. And I thank you, Father, that as we take time throughout our day and space throughout our day to connect with you, that it will flow out into our work colleagues, into our neighbours, into our friends and our family. I thank you, Lord, that people will start to say, what is different about you? What is it? Why are you struggling, but yet you're happy and cheerful and full of joy? And I thank you, Lord, for opportunity after opportunity to share the love of Jesus with people, to say, hey, it's because I have connection with God. It's because I've got a relationship with God. I know that He is with me and He is for me. And I thank you, Lord, I see our church sitting and showing people the Word, showing people scriptures and promises of God. I see our people, Lord, walking. I see us, God, walking through the streets and being able to pray for people who are sick, Father. I see us, Lord, inviting people into this church, into this space, Lord, on a Sunday service, into our connect groups throughout the week. Lord, I thank you that the fruit of relationship with you is a love for others. And Lord, that is the cry of our heart, that we would see others come to know you like we know you. Lord, we thank you for your presence, for your word. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.